I'm Brody Vincent and you're watching Profession Session. Today, my episode is a little bit different. I just sat down with my friend Lars, fellow business owner in the financial trading space. I asked him about some of the best pieces of advice that he's gotten and the lessons that have served him well as an entrepreneur. Health is ultimately the ultimate wealth. If you're not prioritizing your mental health, your physical health, then everything else in your life will collapse. He's a young guy who's had incredible success very quickly as a business owner in the financial trading space. And so if you want to get a dose of the type of mindset that is behind that success, tune into this one and just listen to a little bit of what he has to say. If you're hanging around four losers, you'll be the fifth. And I think that's why it's so important to network with the right people. What's on your mind today, Lars? Everyone's chasing money nowadays and you won't be remembered by you know, your business or the money that you make. So that's why it's so important to prioritize like health and fitness first over just trying to make a shitload of money. Because the money typically follows. Like, yeah, like ultimately, you know, your business will not last. Your money is not going to mean anything when you die. No one's going to remember you for your money. So it's important to, you know, like focus on other things in life other than just going out and making a bunch of money. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Profession Session. My goal with this podcast is to expose you to incredible entrepreneurs so that you can hear more about the mindset behind their success, as well as some of the tactics that have allowed them to achieve the success. If you've ever gotten value from this, or if you get value from this episode, I encourage you to like, subscribe, and especially to share this podcast with as many people as you can so that it can help other aspiring entrepreneurs to have the kinds of success that these ones have had. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Why would you avoid talking only about your niche if you were trying to grow an audience for your business? So a lot of people I see focus mainly on their niche, which is good for like maybe skincare, beauty, something along the lines of that. But if you're trying to really grow, you have to realize people follow you because they like you. People will buy from you because they like you. In today's world, everything is so oversaturated that you have to position yourself just as yourself. And I feel like a lot of people are putting on this fake persona of them to try and make a sale or sign up a client. But at the end of the day, like if you're producing content that you like, someone else will resonate with that and you know give you a follow, share it, whatever. And I feel like that's how you really can grow an audience. Just key in on strong opinions that you have. Yeah, like because you may not think your opinion matters or that someone else would agree or that you're gonna get judged for it. But someone out there, you know, has the same exact opinion as you do and same belief system. And, you know, that's the kind of person you want to have following you because they resonate the most with your content. What is a belief system that you think has served you well in your business and being able to continue working on it on a day to day basis? So the biggest thing that I try to remember is that you won't be remembered for the money that you make. You won't be remembered for the businesses. Your businesses won't last. And so having those connections with you know the customer or a person networking with one another is far more important um, than just trying to make a lot of money because so many people now are chasing money when they don't even know what money is in the first place. Like, what is money? It's a tool. You know, what does a tool get you with money? Freedom. And, you know, freedom can mean a lot of things, but I think the biggest thing that we can do is provide value to others and have that connection with others um, rather than just try and make a lot of money. I like that. I like the note about like money being a tool. What's the biggest problem you see in the young generation today? So I think the biggest problem we see is victim mentality. That's the real pandemic we're facing. 
it's crazy to me that so many people in the most privileged countries are they they want to be oppressed so badly and it's sad just because you know we live in a clown world doesn't mean you have to participate in the circus what's the biggest change that you've had in your network that you think has brought you more success the biggest thing in my network is and i see it so many times is show me who you spend your time with and i'll show you if you'll be successful i think that you know if you're hanging around four losers you'll be the fifth and i think that's why it's so important to network with the right people get in those places get in those you know doors um, because it will ultimately determine your success. So Brody, you're 26 years old and you've exited one company already. What was like the biggest hurdle for you, you know, like doing that for your business? Being able to exit? Yeah, being able to exit. I would say the biggest thing that you have to have in place is someone who can actually manage the business on a day-to-day -day operation. So someone covering the operations that you're currently doing. If you as the owner are stuck running around and solving every little problem that comes up, or if the employees that you have, the people helping out in the business have to come to you to answer every question that comes up, you can't really sell your business for much because you're gonna have to stay in it and you're gonna have to be the operator. So you have to have an operator in place. You have to have someone who can actually take that day-to-day -day management off of your plate because someone will pay more for a business that they can just acquire and let cash flow without having to step in and be the operator. So if I want to start surrounding myself with, you know, better quality people, higher quality of people, people that have a lot of ambition, where would I like start to find those people? I would start by watching YouTube videos and social media clips about the type of topics that you want to learn about and looking for communities that the creators of those videos have. Start there, start with the free communities, join those, and then look for paid communities after that. The paid communities are more valuable. It's a little bit of an investment on the front end, but the ones that I've found that I've invested in, the paid communities and events have been have returned way more money than I put into them because you meet people that can unlock new beliefs, that can make connections to new partnerships that make you more money. So paying a little bit of money for some new community or new event to go to has paid tenfold for me. And honestly, doing the podcast has been huge for me too. I mean, even if this podcast is never a top 10 podcast or even, even if it was never even like a top 100 podcast, just the people I've met through it have been incredible connections for me. We're sitting here talking because we met through the podcast and we've shared tons of ideas back and forth just because we had a reason to meet. So providing some reason to meet the person you want to meet, whether it be a platform for them, whether it be an opportunity for them, that's how you meet high value people is you, you give it a, you give a value exchange for them. You give them a reason to show interest in you and, and give value to you. What's the quickest way to fall flat on your face as an entrepreneur? The quickest way to fall flat on your face as an entrepreneur is to not have the right system in place from the get go. I feel like so many people focus on the front end stuff, just trying to get more customers, get more calls booked, stuff like that, that they don't focus on the back end, which is honestly more important than the front end in the first place, because getting leads and all that stuff is honestly the easy part. And, you know, the LTV and holding that customer for months is way more important on the back end than just trying to, you know, sign them up um, and get leads and get new people. Um, so if you don't have the right system in place, then that should be your first thing you focus on when starting a business. That's so important because if you 
if you neglect the back end and you only think about the front end, your product or your service is going to be shitty. And if your product or service is shitty, no one, if you manage to convince a customer to join with you, they're not going to tell anyone about your product or service because it was shitty. So if you, if you waste, if you neglect the back end and you don't actually do a good job fulfilling on your promise as a business, then it won't grow. And on the, on the flip side of that, if you spend most of your time making it the best product or the best service possible, the word of mouth is just going to run for you. It's going to like your first customer might tell three people who tell another three people each, and then you'll have customers coming in quicker than you can even manage. Mm. How do you spot a fake friend? I think whenever you win is how you determine if you have a fake friend or not, because if you have a genuine friend who will always have your back, when you win, they will uplift you. They will cheer for you. But a lot of people don't want to see you win because it kind of shines on their insecurities of something they were afraid to start, like a business, a side hustle, a hobby, whatever. And so that's how I've determined my real friends is like, you know, when I win, all of my friends around me are like, hell yeah, good job. Like, keep crushing it, whatever. Because a lot of the friends out there really don't want to see you win. They say they will, but behind closed doors, you know, they want to be the ones winning. As soon as they feel like you're winning more than them, it's too much and it's it's not any fun anymore right and i think that you know that's how you really determine a friend or not like if you're progressing doing better than the friend they will always still have your back you know cheer you on be on the sidelines but a lot of people don't want to see you win right they don't want to see you get ahead of them they want to always be at arm's length or have you know have them below you um on the like level of success as you call it or you know whoever would call it but i think yeah it determines like if you want to know who your real friends are whenever you win or whenever you start doing really well in life a lot of friends won't want that and they'll try and pull you back drop you down to their level because they don't want your success to outshine their insecurities and i think that's really how you determine a friend or not and you know, don't let anyone hold you back from your potential because a lot of friends will drag you down with them if you let them. Whenever you win, you achieve something big in your life or you get into a business, whatever, if they're on the sidelines cheering you on, being like, good job, bro, like, I can't believe you did this, that's a true friend. And I think a lot of people nowadays don't want to see others succeed past them. They want to keep them at arm's length or, you know, if they start winning, try and drag them back down to their level. And that's kind of why I've realized that it is important to cut people out of your life, even though, you know, it's someone that you've known your whole life. If they're not in line with your future or where you want to go, then that's not the right person to surround yourself with. And I think that having a good inner circle is super important because it will shape who you become. Like if you're hanging around a bunch of losers, you're going to be the next loser in that group. And if you hang around a bunch of millionaires, you're going to be the next millionaire in that group. So I think that your inputs shape your outputs. And I think it's super important. I think it does no one anything. It, it does no one a service to remain friends with someone who is not bringing you towards the life you want to live. It'll build resentment on both sides. They, they won't really value what you're bringing to the relationship. You won't value what they're bringing to the relationship. Many times it's just the best thing for everyone to cut ties. How do you respectfully cut ties with someone without burning a bridge? I think the best way to cut ties with someone that you really don't want to be friends with anymore or you just feel like aren't helping you in life at all 
is just tell them like be like hey man like i really you know respect you we can still be um acquaintances mutual friends but i don't want to be you know like as close as we used to be just because you know you've you're doing your own thing in life i'm doing my own thing in life and our stars don't really align and you know if they get mad and resent you for it so be it but i think that a good person or people that you want to surround yourself with will understand that like hey you know we can't hang out as much as we used to because i don't like the stuff that you're doing or like for example if somebody's stuck drinking or going out every weekend and you know you've changed and you want to do something else with your time you want to work on your business yourself start going to the gym then you know you have to separate yourself from them and it can be hard to like just tell people like i don't want to hang out with you anymore but it's kind of it's kind of important because you either will let them drag you down or you know you can surround yourself with the exact people that you want to be friends with and that will encourage you and you know step up your game people watch that movie like the secret have you heard of that where it's all about like manifesting what you want to do and a lot of people just don't believe that that's even real what's your opinion on that i think manifesting can be real like picturing exactly what you want in life will happen but at the same time like you can't just snap your fingers or do nothing about it and expect for it to happen and i think that's a big thing people see now is they're just like if i write in my journal every single day that i'm gonna have a lamborghini I'll have a Lamborghini because this guy on the internet told me and that's just not how it works like you have to put in those repetitions you have to wake up do that work to get to your goal and I think it's important to keep that in mind like you can say you have a six-pack all you want in the mirror but if you actually don't go to the gym do ab exercises eat healthy you're never gonna have a six-pack that's just not how it works and I think that's like the big misconception with manifesting is like, yes, it will become true, but you also have to put in those repetitions, put in the work and actually show up and do those things every day if you want to change. What's the number one character trait you think you have that has allowed you to be an entrepreneur successfully? I think the biggest character trait for me and like others that I've seen is Honestly, like what got me really into entrepreneurship is just not wanting a nine to five, obviously, and stuff like that. But the biggest thing I see with entrepreneurs is they prioritize health and fitness over pretty much anything because they know like money is useless. Like after we pass away and when we get old, like money doesn't really mean as much as it does when we're younger. And so like the reason I see entrepreneurs prioritize health and fitness so much is because health is ultimately the ultimate wealth and kind of what I mean by that is like if you're not prioritizing your mental health your physical health first then everything else in your life will collapse and going to the gym showing up every single day is important because it teaches you that level of discipline to do things even if you don't want to like half the time when I go to the gym I'm like I really don't want to be here like I could much rather be at home watching uh, something on TV playing Xbox, working on my business, doing something else with friends, but like that's not going to get me to my goal of where I want to be. And so I think that's what separates a lot of people is like who's willing to show up every single day and do the boring work that nobody else wants to do and who's willing to put in the work only when they have to or feel like they should. I think some of the best entrepreneurs see themselves as an appreciating asset too. Like in that same vein, they'd see themselves as an appreciating asset that 
is going to give the best returns if it's taken care of the most. If you take care of your health, then you're able to just do more as a person. You you don't get sick as much. You show up more motivated, more level, less reactive. You just you're able to bring a better version of yourself to everything that you're doing every day. And I think entrepreneurs that focus on that first and have their health in order, their health and their relationships and everything in order are able to just make more good decisions on average than people who don't. And those good decisions stack and compound and lead to more and more growth as they go on. 